First, I'd like to express my joy to be with you again for those uh, who have seen me uh, previously. So it's really uh, great to be able to share something together. And this is the purpose of uh, such an establishment and also uh, to have something in common that we can exchange at, uh, and also that we can uh, uh, think about is uh, very beneficial. And today, since uh, where we are talking about the Buddha Dhamma, right? But uh, we are not talking about a religion specifically. And these things, from any traditions, we have to make the most intelligent out of it. So there is a, one aspect of the teaching that I remember and that I found very good. And uh, it is in the one of the texts. And uh, they say in Anguttara Nikaya, and uh, they say that uh, in the world, there are two types of powers. And this is the power of reflection and the power of development. So all of you here are quite educated and also you are coming together to learn something. So I invite all of us to think a little bit about that, about reflection and about development. In anything, any situation, anything that we want to uh, figure out or if we want to come to some success, to any kind of enterprise, whether it is a research, whether it is a work, whether it is a family plan or whatever it is, these two things need to be established. These two things are going to support uh, the, 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 what we are aiming at. Reflection and development. So on what are we going to reflect? Like on any, anything, like if you have a job, if you have something to do, then uh, if you do it without uh, reflection about uh, uh, the situation in general, then uh, you are not going to succeed because it will be a blind type of action. And also, if you just reflect without uh, putting your uh, ideas together and then to come uh, uh, and establish it with uh, some actions, then also it's going to be empty. So um, there are two types also of development, also two types of reflections. There, th these uh, uh, reflections or development can be applied to the worldly life. The principle applies to anything, any field of education, any field of uh, of, uh, of things uh, need, need, need these two uh, principles to, to be developed. So uh, in the field of uh, worldly matters, reflection is very necessary. If you want to cross a river, like if you are an engineer, if you want to build a bridge, then you have to figure out the length of the, the water to, to, to cross over, or, and then also the material of that uh, you are going to use to build your bridge, and then also, uh, well, many, many things that need to, to be considered. So you have to think a little bit. You have to reflect. The reflection has to be based on your own experience, but also on the experiences of, uh, of others, the experiences that have been uh, tried in the past, and also, you have to reflect about the possibilities, the hypothesis, and the, you know, the calculation that has to be uh, put together in order to achieve your, uh, uh, your work, isn't it? Like even in family, 
If you have, if you have children, uh, then uh, you have to reflect about the quality of education you are going to give them, the type of education they will need, and uh, uh, everything that is uh, going to support the possibility for them to grow in, the, in an educated uh, way. But once these ideas have been uh, put together and then you, you make, uh, you know, you reason about the, the, the situation, then it has to be applied, it has to be developed, it has to be put into practice. So in the field of uh, spirituality, now we are all here to try to understand uh, a little bit more about life, to find a little bit more meaning about our life. So, life is directed by the mind, the way we see things, the way we perceive the universe, the way we deal with uh, everything, the world around us, the people. It depends of our attitude, it depends of the quality of our mind. So, to reflect on the aspects of this phenomenon, then we come to some conclusion as, as what should be done and what should not be done. So uh, in Buddhism, uh, the reflection can be, you, you have many kinds of reflection that can be done, but uh, in the way of development, then the development consists basically in what is called the seven factors of uh, enlightenment, the seven bodhanga. Are you familiar with these uh, seven uh, factors of enlightenment, yes, huh? Yeah, quite familiar. But do you know do you know them by heart? No. no. <laughs> so, so uh, I will just explain them to you very briefly. It's not an academic uh, presentation. I'm not a scholar, but uh, if we remember the 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 kind of uh, progression that these uh, factors are suggesting to us, then to whatever extent we are able to apply it practically to whatever field we like to, uh, to develop, then it will be of some benefit. So the first factor that is spoken about is the factor of sati, mindfulness. What does it imply? It implies that uh, if we are aiming at uh, doing something, if we are aiming at understanding something, we have to start with what is there. We have to see what is there. So the, 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 the idea of mindfulness involves the knowing, the fully knowing of uh, uh, things that are uh, constituting the, 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 the universe right now. The factor also of mindfulness can be related to the, to the capacity to remember things. So mindfulness also is uh, explained by a way of awareness, a quality of attention that brings uh, uh, a deeper sense of uh, presence, a deeper sense of being with things. Like uh, you have heard uh, those meditators who, who came from, from the retreat or you know, from these uh, uh, more uh, intense, intensive or, or more specified uh, time of meditation, you know, like on the 10 days that, uh, that has just been described and uh, they just, you just said that uh, the quality of mindfulness is being in increased. That means we become more sensitive, we become more aware, we become more uh, attentive to what is there. 
And this is all your practice now. For half an hour, we didn't say anything. We were just silent. We didn't tell you what to do. But if you come here to, uh, not to sleep, if you come here to develop or to understand, then there is the need of, uh, of investigation, there is the need to have a base. Huh? So if you are just sitting here, then you just, uh, by being seated, you are aware of your position. Also, but also by being aware of your physical position, you are also aware of your uh, thinking, you are aware of your feelings, you are aware also of uh, the different qualities of uh, the mind that is uh, going on. Huh? So uh, the mindfulness, sati, actually uh, applies to the four foundations of mindfulness of body, feeling, mind and mental phenomenon. So if we are able to, uh, to proceed in our life with a lot of mindfulness, then we will not miss the aim. Whatever are the states, whatever are the conditions that we are in now, gives us the possibility to do something. Because we are with what is. And from being with what is, then we can proceed to, to improve, we can proceed to uh, uh, to do something that is uh, real, something that can be concrete also. So we are not starting only with the theory, we start with uh, direct uh, involvement with the reality and the basic reality is the, basic is the reality of our body and the reality of our mind. So that quality of mindfulness gives us the possibility to investigate, gives us the possibility to be aware and to know fully phenomenon as they are in the present moment. And this can be related to the spiritual aspect of uh, the practice, but also in a day-to-day -day life, the quality of mindfulness is going to bring a lot of reward. If you are mindful, if you are present to your work, then it's going to be much more efficient. Instead of being distracted, instead of thinking about something else, you are just there. Whatever is the condition, sometimes you may be tired, sometimes you may be full of energy. Nevertheless, you are just there, and then you are able to adapt, <laughs> you are able to be flexible enough and to, 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 to be uh, accepting the reality as it is. So the basis of mindfulness, the basis of, uh, of uh, uh, sati, is the first uh, factor of enlightenment. So uh, from sati, that is awareness or mindfulness, that's not enough. Well, that's not enough. Just to be aware of the present moment and to just be in the present moment is not enough. What needs to be added is the quality of investigation. We have to investigate a little bit. So the reflection or the investigation into uh, what is our aim, what consists the, the, the things that we have to understand, and uh, uh, what are we really interested in. So investigation of factors, investigation of phenomenon, which is in, the, in Pali, Dhamma, Vichaya, is something very important to understand many principles, to understand deeply, to understand deeper the reality of uh, the phenomenon themselves, and also to understand the causality that is uh, binding this phenomenon together. Like if we don't know uh, what will be the causes 
for us to succeed, then we may be doing something very patiently, very mindfully, and then f with full of faith. But if we don't have any direction, if we don't have just a little slight uh, possibility to understand the principle, then we will go completely wrong, isn't it? But if we just have the slightest uh, uh, sight of, uh, uh, of principles of, of causality and principle of uh, uh, all the dynamic of phenomenon, then we can aim at ex exactly what we are uh, aiming at. We, we can aim as a, what is the worthiest uh, thing that we want to achieve. And this also implies that uh, the, our aim in life is going to get refined. Because uh, uh, the more we investigate, the more we become, um, uh, the more we are able to, to give priority to uh, what, is, uh, what, what is the most important, what matters most. So priority to things that we value much is going to be uh, our aim. So with the aim that is higher and higher, or an aim that is more in touch with what we personally believe, with what we personally value. And this we cannot say, you know, but there are some values that are definitely uh, beneficial for us. What values? The value of charity? Isn't it good? Like all, all of you are very generous. And then we know that generosity or sharing, all this area, all the, the, the people know uh, the value of charity, the, the, the value of, of sharing things. So that's very important to, to remember. What is the goal of our life? What will be the worth of our life if we are not able to give something? If we are not able to give something, if we are not having the feeling to be able to contribute to the world, even just a little of extent, then we will not be that happy. But if to just a little bit of extent we feel, oh, well, I am helping or I am contributing to the welfare of other peoples, then it is also bringing kind of happiness to ourselves. Even by doing good things to our children or if we are teachers to students or whatever is our position, we are always having the possibility to give. Giving is not only materiality. Giving is not only money. <coughs> giving starts with the mind. We can also be giving good thoughts. We can also be giving good words, friendly words, encouraging words. This is the, this is the attitude, this is the, uh, the, the, the quality of giving. That in spirituality is very important. But that's just the beginning. It is just an attitude that we can positively uh, develop for ourselves. Then it makes uh, a little bit easier the, everything we encounter in life because whatever we have, uh, what, then we don't. <laughs> we are here to, to take care of ourselves, but we are also here to share. But also the, the, the quality of integrity, the quality of uh, virtue, or a kind of morality that is not imposed from outside, that is not that does not consist necessarily with rules but a kind of morality, a kind of uh, behavior that will touch uh, deeper uh, aspects of our uh, good sense as a human being. Things that will make sense to us. Things that we may not necessarily like, but things that will be uh, 
judge by ourselves as being beneficial. Like the, the five precepts that you all know, is not something, it's something that can be observed as a rule, but, they, but actually by knowing the, 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 the benefit, by understanding uh, the advantage of, uh, of having a, uh, you know, that type of integrity, then, uh, uh, then it comes to be natural. And then uh, this aspect of ethic, which is just the quality of our life, just the quality of our life is what is called ethic. So this aspect of ethic that we bring to uh, our lives in general gives us peace of mind, gives us a mind, a consciousness free from worries, free from blame, free from all kinds of remorse that are quite difficult to deal when, uh, when, uh, when we are uh, sometimes, unfortunately, uh, ending up with uh, bad uh, actions that we will just uh, carry on after having done things that uh, have, need, have not been based on the, on the, on the clear uh, understanding or, or, or also based on the, um, things that are fundamenta fundamentally good then the, the, the effects are not, uh, not uh, very good for the mind either. So the, the, the advantages of uh, ethic is just uh, a consciousness that is free of blame, and that's uh, by itself quite good. But anyway, uh, uh, there are deeper aspects also, also of uh, the second factor of enlightenment, which consists into uh, investigation of a phenomenon, and then then the more we practice, also, uh, the mindfulness itself will help us to understand a little bit more of the, 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 of the life, of uh, what we consist of, and uh, of the mind, and uh, many things are going to be uh, understood. Uh, the more we are able, the more we direct our mind to investigate. Investigate. So investigating is uh, investigating about external phenomena, but when we are into a spiritual path, so-called, or when we are gathering here, just to learn something to improve ourselves, then it has to deal with our mind, it has to deal also about uh, our body. We should not neglect the aspect of health, and uh, so all these things have to be uh, closely uh, looked at in order uh, to improve. So when we see the things a little bit more clearly with the help of uh, mindfulness, with the help of uh, investigating phenomenon, then we have to do something. If we don't do anything, well, again, it's just, it, it is just, uh, it's just a pure reflection without uh, action. So the third factor of enlightenment is virya, the aspect of effort. So we have to put effort. If we have a work to do, then if we are convinced of uh, the work, if we understand the purpose of our work, then that conviction, that, uh, 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 that calling of, uh, of that aspiration that we have to achieve our goal will be enough to motivate the, the effort that is, good, that, that is needed to, to carry out the task. So the effort that we bring to our work is something fundamental. So once we see that there is a work, then we have to do it. So the effort here is uh, mostly uh, the effort to correct our mind, the effort to, 
to, to keep the mind on the right track and also to keep the mind making the effort not to develop the things that are not so wholesome, like anger or, or envy or jealousy or passion. Or we see it's not very beneficial for us. So we have to make some effort just to not to have our mind uh, going in that track. And also we have to make the effort to develop the good qualities and then also to develop the, the, the positive attitude that uh, we want to, uh, that are going to be uh, useful for, for our uh, achievement of the goal. And then these development of the mind also are going to be affecting uh, our physical and our uh, verbal actions. So when we have the factor of effort, and then we are doing our work, whatever it is, then what comes up next? If you do something that you are very convinced about, if you do something that you are fully involved in with mindfulness, and then you really do it well, what comes out is joy. You are very happy. Because sometimes the work can be the difficult to do. The work can be very demanding. Nevertheless, you know what to do. And then whether it's easy or not easy, you do it. So that quality of uh, effort brings a lot of joy. And that's important. We think that oh, Buddhism is just teaching about suffering and uh, you know all you know the, the negative aspects of existence, which is uh, just we are just uh, looking at reality. But also there is the aspect of of the joy, the aspect of serenity that is involved in any uh, spiritual path. And there is no other uh, source of joy except then uh, then the fact of uh, making some effort to open our eyes, to, to improve, to, uh, to change, and then to adapt. And so the effort is bringing joy, the quality of joy. This is the fourth uh, enlightenment factor. So when you are very happy at your work, or when there is an happiness inside, knowing that you have done the right thing, and uh, uh, you are doing good things, and so that happiness, what is it creating? What is it bringing to you? It brings a little bit more calm. When you're happy, then if that uh, sense of uh, uh, joy is there kind of uh, in the background, you know, then when you settle again within yourself, you have a feeling of calmness, a feeling of uh, tranquility. The tranquility we are talking about is a mental tranquility. The mind is tranquil. The mind is peaceful. The mind is settled. So because the mind is settled, it will have an effect on the body. So here we are talking about the mind that is having effect on the body. And that's also important. We see it in the, like the nowadays, the practice of mindfulness is so uh, uh, reputed. It is so, uh, it, it becomes very, uh, popular. Why? Because people are aware that many of the diseases of the, of the society is mental disease, psychosomatic diseases. We are suffering now the, 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 the healthcare are so uh, highly developed technology that uh, we can almost cure anything, almost, you know, of course, we can't escape death, but uh, almost uh, every disease are, are analyzed and also are treated very well. But what to do with the mind? 
what to do with the mind. Of course, you have extreme mental illness where uh, you will end up in a psychiatric uh, hospital or uh, you know, a special uh, department. In uh, This is for the extremes. But somehow, we are all a little bit neurotic. We are all a little bit uh, having uh, some imbalance. And the slightest imbalance of, uh, of the mind is, is, is what will also cause some, uh, some uh, physical problems. Too much tension, too much stress, and also too much worry. And uh, this can affect the body a lot. So the importance of meditation, the importance of mindfulness, the importance of calming the mind has an immense impact on our body. So that's how, that's why you, you value the practice of meditation. That's why also you are coming uh, for the meditation. Because you see, it has an impact on your life. It has an impact on, on your mind mostly. And then also the physical uh, side effect uh, uh, come together with that. So when the mind is calm, when the mind is peaceful and uh, tranquil, the next thing also that is very natural is uh, the factor of uh, concentration, samadhi. So when everything is balanced, everything, when everything is very calm, like a lake without the waves of the wind, you know, then, uh, then the mind is very concentrated. So that quality of concentration is not coming with a lot of effort and a lot of focusing just on one point. It's the quality of the mind. So because the mind is peaceful, then all the faculties, all the energy are uh, harmonized. They are all together. So the quality of samadhi is a quality of harmony. It's a quality of uh, a kind of togetherness that makes uh, your mind very clear, and also that makes your mind uh, having the, 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 the possibility to, to see whatever you are looking at with a very piercing uh, clarity and, and directness. So uh, from the samadhi, from someone who is having uh, that type of uh, clarity of mind, also it can be developed uh, with a specific uh, meditations. So we have the practice of vipassana, and also we have a specific exercises for samadhi that can lead uh, not only to the normal and uh, very balanced states of mind, but also can lead to a deeper state of uh, consciousness that are quite interesting. Not interesting as such, but interesting by way of potential to help us understand life. That's all we are here for. We don't want to blind ourselves or to fool ourselves into uh, uh, states of mind that we are not understanding. We are trying to develop our full potential humanity, full potential uh, capacity to understand life better. That's all. So samadhi also has traditionally uh, carried uh, some methods and some techniques. Huh? And then they can be used to, uh, to, to, well, to improve the, that, that quality of the mind. And this is what uh, you are being taught here, how to develop the qualities of, uh, of samadhi. So uh, the last one from samadhi, then you have uh, the quality of uh, equanimity, the, quali the, the, the quality of upekka. So that kind of... Uh, that last one, the quality of upeka, that means uh, the complete balance of the mind, 
the complete uh, balance of the faculties, the complete uh, uh, clarity of the mind that is uh, bringing a very clear observation. This is upeka. So with the technical terms also, there are many types of uh, upeka that can be uh, described. But uh, here we will not uh, go into the details of it. You can probably read uh, Shaila's book and you will find it there. So if we start, if we just remember these uh, seven uh, factors of enlightenment, just to try, then we can start with the first one, which is mindfulness, and then the last one, which is upekka. So if we start with mindfulness again, I'm just, I'm sure you know it, you could explain it much better than I do, but nevertheless, uh, now I am here in front of you and you have to listen. So <laughs> we have mindfulness, isn't it? So mindfulness gives us the possibility to be here now and then to understand what is. So to complete that with the quality of upeka, the quality of upeka also gives us the possibility to have a balanced mind, whatever, whatever is happening. So we can be very much equanimous to what is there. We can be very much equanimous in, in also in uh, balancing the faculties of our mind. We can be very much equanimous also to what, is ac what uh, we are uh, seeing, what we are hearing, what we are experiencing. There, also, there can also be a lot of equanimity towards the people we like, towards the people we uh, we have compassion or joy or people who are for whom we care. Also a sense of equanimity also can be established there. So the quality of a balanced mind is something very valuable. If we are able to all the time to keep as much as possible a balanced mind in our life, then, uh, then many of our problems are going to be solved. So the first one is mindfulness. The last one is uh, upekka, equanimity. So then it's easy to make the link. You know, we just have another five. <laughs> so mindfulness alone is not enough. So mindfulness, when we are there, when we are able to to be with uh, fully with with the things, then we have to investigate. Hmm? So we have to investigate the phenomena, and then af after investigation, well, what we have to do, well. We have to do the plan that uh, we have figured out. So this is effort. And then from effort, well, the joy is coming there. And then from the joy, then also um, the tranquility, and then the samadhi, and then eventually, again, the quality of upeka that is going to put everything together and, uh, and help us to, to, to continue with more uh, clarity, more understanding also. So that's all. So I started with the, with the two principles that are expressed about reflection and development. So we have to reflect about what we heard. We have to reflect about what we think. We have to reflect about many things. So the reflections has to be done uh, individually. Reflection also can be done in group. So now we are in groups. So we can reflect together, we can comment, we can question. That's very important. We can question, we can question other people, we can question ourselves, we can uh, question principles that are uh, explained. The possibility of questioning also 
is a, a factor of uh, development, a factor of intelligence, a, f a factor of understanding. So it comes together with, the, with, the, with this quality of reflection. So we have reflection and then we have the development. So uh, in, in Buddhism or in that, the development consists mostly with, uh, with these uh, seven factors of enlightenment. So I don't know if you have m much more expectations about uh, uh, the Dhamma or about uh, a teaching. Like we could talk about historical uh, things or academic things, but uh, if we try to make it practical, then it comes to be very simple. And this is uh, what I try to, uh, to express tonight. So if you have anything to share or anything to ask, uh, you are please uh, welcome to, uh, to, to say something. Your description just now of the seven factors like you use the word video for uh, effort, mm -hmm. but in the people path, the word is fire and come away. Yes, that's right. Are they related? Uh, yes, they are, they are related. They are related in the sense of uh, in the sense of effort. The terminology is a little bit different, but actually uh, it amounts to the same thing, except that uh, I think virya will apply also to, to the physical, also the physical expression of, uh, of uh, what has to be done. Whereas the, I think the, the, uh, the vayama as the factor of, uh, the, of the Eightfold Noble Path refers mostly to the mental factors of uh, the effort. To, 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 you know, the four uh, efforts of the, yeah. So they are related. It's almost the same thing, actually. It's almost the same thing. That's a good question. If one has many options of where to apply their effort, yes. can you speak a bit about what you're saying, the aim or your goal or desire for this, but how to kind of pinpoint that more clearly where to apply one's effort? Like, it depends what is your aim. So also, these uh, factors or these uh, seven principles can be applied everywhere. Now we are sp speaking about, uh, you know, some spiritual values. But uh, this has to be applied in our life. So if we have a work to do or if we have anything that is concerning our life, we need to... Uh, we need to, to have these things. That means we have to think about a little bit, you know, from where we are. And then uh, once we think and uh, reflect about what has to be done, we have to do it. And then when we do it, this is the effort. So if it's a physical uh, job or if it's, uh, the, 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 the aim is demanding some physical strength, then you apply the physical strength there. Clarify one's aim to use the investigation. Because you're saying use investigation if you have multiple aims, you know, how to keep doing everything. So. No, we can't, uh, we can't do everything, but uh, like uh, we have the aim, like uh, we, we could have the aim as, a, as an ideal, a personal aim, but the aim actually to be achieved will need many components to, uh, to be completed. So the components that are going to, uh, to help us achieve our aim will be the means, you know, like if you have an ideal of, uh, about your whole life, and then you decide to have a family, then you have to take care of the family uh, the best as you can, you have to give education, and then you have to think, you have to planify, but you know that the, the job you will be doing in this involvement is going also to, uh, 
bring a kind of reward that will satisfy you because this is what you have chosen to do. This is the aim that you have given to your life. So uh, the aim is not, it's not, the aim actually is, is uh, something spiritual, an idea that you have for yourself, but the education to your family will have given uh, the, 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 the kind of support that will uh, bring a structure that, that, that will help you fulfill your aim. Like the aim of people are very different, but eventually the aim is an ideal that we have to make ourselves. It's a, uh, it's a personal thing. But of course, if we deal more with the spiritual aim, then it becomes more and more limited. Not limited, but uh, uh, more specific, if I could say. Like I I in the sense of a, a spiritual uh, uh, understanding, a spiritual uh, liberation, and then more uh, of, a, uh, of a, a, a spiritual development. But these, uh, div these development cannot go uh, without uh, without implication in our life. And this is the aspect of sila ethic. Ethics is something related to a very concrete aspect of our living. So if you have no other question, uh, maybe we could uh, uh, keep in silence for a couple of minutes. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.